You're listening to the Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Greetings, movie fans. You're all very, 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 very welcome to the Big Review Ski with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. My name is Owen Doherty, and it is absolutely exhilarating to be here with you for yet another year of movie loving. Uh, there's going to be excitement, there's going to be drama, there's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, there's going to be more tears, there's going to be thrills, there's probably going to be more tears and the show each week is probably going to be mainly one or most of us crying, so you can look forward to that. I'm joined by two fellow <laughs> film friends uh, who almost love movies as much as they love being here doing the big reviews so much, as well. So much so that you want to cry all the time. <laughs> so much yeah. so. Yeah. It's Roy Cash yeah. and Paul Moore. Give it up, everybody, for them. I'm applauding myself. I'm applauding you, Rory. You applaud oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought yeah. I'd be applauding myself, which is a really sad thing to do. It's actually lovely to see you both again. How are you? Good, yeah. I feel... Uh, Good. That break down well, because he wasn't feeling good before that. No, yeah. he's just, as, you, yeah. as you can tell, I spent a lot of time over the break learning new Not words. using words. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Paul? Are you also good? I am super califragilisticexpialidociously good. Nice. That's good. Okay. Any New Year's resolutions? Make a competent, make a competent version of this show. One episode. Okay. Well, this is it. Yikes. This is like clean slate. First show of 2020. We had a wee uh, bit of a break. I liked your preview period. as well. I wasn't here for the preview. It was good. It kept me ticking over. <laughs> Getting that big Ruski head into you. Happy days. <coughs> By the way, I'm also allergic. I, I have a bad dose of the allergy. Yeah. So I don't think it's contagious through the screen or through your ears as well, unless I'm right beside you, spluttering into them. Um, but yeah, don't sorry. care for that word. Uh, yeah. What? It's spluttering. Spluttering. Yeah. Maybe that's actually how you say it. <laughs> All right, okay. um, if you would like to get in touch to let us know uh, how excited you are that we're all back, or if you've got any New Year's resolutions as well, you can tweet us at Big Review Ski, or you can get in touch on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the show uh, anywhere you get your podcasts and also on YouTube as well. That's great. We're off to a flyer. Or if they've got medicine for you, apparently, yeah. If you have any drugs that you can please send we me. We always put a um, call out for drugs, don't we? Yeah, between you and Justine. What do I have to do? I have to just put a disclaimer out? Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Owen Doherty, and I have to say I do not actually want anybody to send me any drugs. Well, oh, like, they can send you drugs, just... Medicinal. Medicinal, yeah, that's what like, I was talking about. My concern is that we'll come into the office to a big bag of heroin. Class A medicinal <laughs> See, folks, drugs. that's why you never make a resolution, because it's already broken now. It's, uh, this yes, episode's I done, apologize. so yeah. Please don't put any drugs We've got another 51 of these to get through. That's going to be fun. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it is brilliant to be back. Uh, there are loads of class movies out already. Things that came out whenever we were off. Little Women. Was great. Cats as well, which was insane. <laughs> and everybody, speaking of new words that you learned, Jellicle. None the wiser. Say it. Say the word Jellicle. No. I don't know what it... I, no. Like, is there... Do we have any idea what it means? No. Are you a Jellicle cat, Paul? It's Jellicle. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a silent, silent J. J yeah. <laughs> um, what else came out? Oh, oh, we will be talking about coming up later on in the show. Uh, Jojo Rabbit and The Gentleman, both of which came out just around New Year. So we'll be having a look back at those as well. Uh, we also have tickets to give away to Michael B. Jordan. And <laughs> we've got tickets to Michael B. Jordan. Sorry, my man crush, Michael B. Jordan's new film. Of course, that's, yeah. uh, we're legally obliged well, to say that. There's a lot of your man, man crushes. 
Brian Crushes, Jamie Foxx, and oh, uh, you, Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika, Rory, Jamie, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Your top three. Yeah, uh, I'm in some interesting company there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will have tickets to give away to Just Mercy as well, so stay tuned for that, as well as the cast and director of brand new World War One movie, 1917. Mm-hmm. So that's all very exciting, all still to come. But first up, <clears> as ever. You know, why break with tradition? It's the big question on the big review ski. And over to Roy Cashin for the, 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 the first big question. You can splutter it out there. You can do it. Don't splutter. Don't splutter. Please. Yeah, so we did the preview. Uh, that was the last episode. The ten, the 10 movies we're most anticipating mm. in 2020, which I was sad you weren't here for. I watched, yes. I, I, I watched it back to front, inside out and upside down. <laughs> you probably shouldn't possible. watch it back to front, it won't make any sense. <laughs> yes. You can do it in anticipation for like most, and then you can move back, and I've probably worked with you. Well, we're just going to be talking backwards the whole time. It's no different than what I usually hear from him anyway. So. It's gibberish yeah. <laughs> from over here. So. so, like, we all know the biggies that are coming in the yes. next. Well, most, most of the biggies are coming in the next 12 months, but I wanted to know what is the uh, non-blockbuster mm. that you're most excited about. So. so obviously we don't know how any movie's going to perform. So no. None of them have, have like busted any blocks as of yet. No, but like you can guess. Yeah, you can guess. Mm. Like yeah. Bond is going to be massive. Yeah. Yeah. Fast and Furious, 47. Film, Tennis. Yeah. <coughs> Tennis? Tennis. Oh, Tenet. I was like, tennis. Tennis will be big during the summer, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Tennis might be too. <laughs> tennis. Like, it could yeah. be a game. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but uh, what did you go for then? I went with Benedetta. Okay, I don't know what that is. See, it's a non blockbuster. That's why um, we're here. That's great. Okay. It's the that's studio. Uh, there's a, there's a oh, still of it there. There's a picture. Oh, Religious. I think I know what this is. Did you tweet? Did you tweet about of this? Course I, I know exactly what, what did you this tweet is. About this is the most Rory Cash and Pick ever. Okay. For one reason and one reason only. So. It's written and directed by Paul Verhoeven. Okay, there you go. there's your reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, who, uh, you know, at Robocop, Total Recall, Starship Troopers. Showgirls. Basically, it's the showgirls. Uh, and L, which I think was his last. L was great. Was was last movie. And the black was a black book. He wrote black book. Was, yeah, uh, that's right. Was, was him as well. So he's got. It's the same screenwriter as L, uh, and it tells the story of a French nun in oui. the 17th century oui, oui. who begins to have some uh, profoundly erotic visions. Rory. Told you this is a Rory pick. Rory, what I didn't even write this. First I didn't write this movie. 2020. I think it, my resolution is just to really just be you. Be a sexual. <laughs> you be you. For the rest yeah. Of yeah. You just can't help it. Listen. You be you. Speak your truth, Rory. So uh, Charlotte Rampling is in it. And uh, nobody else in the cast list nope. that I, I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Okay. Uh, so I'm guessing they're all relatively uh, newcomers. Is this basically showgirls in a convent? <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. Well, then I'm in. Yeah, actually. Yeah, because she ends up like coming, Elizabeth uh, there, having no. another, making a friendship with another nun to try and get to the source making of the erotic. a friendship? That's what I do. Make friendships. <laughs> make friends. And then I'm friends with them. Uh, so she's a friend with another nun and they try to get to the bottom of her erotic visions <laughs> and she ends this up is, I can't do this anymore. She, they uh, end up uh, having a torrid nun affair so I just this I'm sorry so this is Benedetta Benedetta and when, when is it uh, TBC I would guess 
close to the end after of the dark. year. Yeah. <laughs> At some point after dark is <laughs> yeah, when it's coming this out. Is, uh, this is later. Okay. Was later. that not the most Rory Cashin answer That ever. is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, that's, and you're, I, I have not heard of this movie. <laughs> no, I am super <laughs> duper excited. Uh, for anybody who's listening on the show today, there's, there is a still from it, which is basically a, a bunch of nuns in a, in a convent, but they're all like kind of working away, maybe at spills looms. And, and looms, uh, working with some linen. Um, Got some nice arches there too. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's a great one to look forward to. Happy I days. think so. so. Keep us. Po- yeah. No, you're you're dead right. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my choice is I, completely I'm not looking pathetic. For, I'm looking to forward to the week when that's been reviewed already. <laughs> yeah. um, so the non-blockbuster. I'm assuming that it's going to be oh, a non-blockbuster. Non- <laughs> <laughs> I picked the non-blockbuster. Yeah. That's good. That's, oh, that's good. Like straight away. <laughs> so you just, Go on, give yourself a see, massive So you just change the letter. That's the that's thing. It. You change the letter. Is that why you yeah, picked yeah, this question yeah, and no, that just, movie? So that literally just came to yeah, you there now, okay? Yeah. That's good. I, I in think a vision. We've, we've in an peaked, erotic vision. I had. We've peaked about 10 minutes into show one of 2020. So yeah, good last year was the year of bridge jokes. So every week they this week, bridge. there has to be yeah. a non joke. jokes. Or some kind of sexual. You'd be none too pleased if there's none on a show, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's so the movie, the movie I've gone for, actually, uh, I gave it a wee shout out in our preview of 2020 already, but I do think, I don't think it's going to like completely break the box office, but it's, I was looking around to see uh, which directors are working, what have they got coming out, which actors, who am I particularly excited about, and I can't help myself, but I just love Tom Hanks. One of the nicest men in Hollywood, obviously. But his, uh, oh, that's his brand Ryan's new film, is yeah. Saving Private Ryan. You can see the picture there. Welcome to the big review scheme, 1998. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the reason I've picked this picture is because for his brand new movie, which is coming out on the 8th of May, it's Tom Hanks back on a boat. He's on a wee boat there. Yeah. And back in World War Two, which we said before, is always uh, a good thing. Not World War, although we are all probably going to die. Uh, with that's everything some, that's going on at the topical moment. humor for, <laughs> yeah, for exactly. a movie show. <laughs> but uh, there's no images or teasers or anything available for uh, Greyhound, mm. uh, his brand new movie, which uh, tells a story. He plays a, a US Navy commander who's actually on his first wartime mission, and he has to safely uh, lead a group of allied boats through uh, troubled waters, basically, which are being hunted by packs of Nazi U-boats. So you have uh, Tom Hanks, Stephen Graham, and Elizabeth Shue as the three leads in the movie as well. Uh, he would have cast Graham in Band of Brothers as well. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen Graham, Graham in Band, Band of the Brothers, Brothers? Yeah. yeah. Holy moly. And Tom, and he, Tom Hanks produced it, didn't he? Yeah. He did, yeah. yeah. So uh, we've had Tom Hanks at sea before with Captain Phillips. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And we've had him in World War II before with yes. Seven Private Ryan. What do you get when you cross Captain Phillips and save for Private Ryan? Captain Ryan. Save yeah. Captain Ryan. Greyhound, exactly. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Justine, Justine be curious, are any dogs in this film and do they make it through okay? We'll have to know. Great we'll questions. No. Uh, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> One of the... We know there's no dogs in the still of Saving Private Ryan. So. <laughs> yeah. In this picture of a completely different movie, there are no dogs. Um, there was one uh, thing I did check out. He's actually the screenwriter for it as well, Tom Hanks. No is. So oh. I had a look back through all his movies to see. He must have written some of his movies before. He wrote That Thing You Do, which yeah, is a lovely wee film. He directed it too. Yeah, Shirley Strawn at the Golden Globes, because I, I completely forgot she was in that. That was like her first role he cast her in. Like guacamole. But yeah. he also, so that's a good sign, but he also wrote one other movie in his entire career. Larry Crown which is one of the worst films I think I've ever, ever seen. Yikes. 
Tom Hanks and uh, Julia Roberts. So it's it's tough. We don't really know what way it's going to go. But Greyhound is going to be coming out in May. Uh, very excited to see it. And it's in post-production. Is he so directing this too? No, he's not. But he uh, they're in post-production at the moment. So hopefully we'll be getting uh, a teaser, but a teaser mm. footage relatively soon in the very poster exciting. as well. So, so he's, he's yeah. working on an Apple show for this sequel to Band Brothers 2, which I know the Pacific came after. But he's also going back with another Stephen Ambrose book. So he's going to be busy in World War Two this year, Tom. And he's got so, that other Wally movie. Oh yes, one where he's—it's basically like a robotic version of Castaway, yeah. where it's like mm. him, last man on earth, or something, and he's got a robot as a best friend as well. Called. See, he made friendship. <laughs> he made friendship. Not a reason. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Not a reason to like <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks. Paul, what did you go for? I went for something very different, which I'm really excited about, and oddly, I was really looking forward to this. Uh, saw a lot of headlines about it, but deliberately didn't read anything about it because I don't want to know anything until I watched the trailer only about three days ago because I know this guy, the director, always deliver. I went for Parasite by Bong Joon-ho, the Korean filmmaker. And if you know any of his stuff, Snowpiercer, massive fan of Snowpiercer, one of the most underrated sci-fi films, I think, in the last decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did The Host, unbelievable monster film as well. But he's very good at work in different genres, Memories of a Murder, great South Korean film but there's always a whip in a little uh, subtext in it like you could say the host is just a monster movie but it's not really it's kind of an allegory about North Korea and South Korea same with Snowpiercer like the action was great but it was also like one of the best examinations of like class system and how it works and stuff like that I thought it was fantastic um, yeah and Snowpiercer uh, sorry and Parasite basically it looks kind of like a Dickensian drama in with modern day Korea Basically, a poor family uh, who would an educated boy in it uh, sees an advertising for this rich family who need a tutor. So the boy fraudulently claims he's from Harvard or Oxford, makes this diploma, goes into the rich family and everything seems nice. But then they start to play really wicked games with him. So you think he's deceiving them. But then what I've heard about it, I haven't read anything because I don't want to know anything about it. Saw the trailer, but he won, you see him there with Mr. Tarantino, for anyone who can't see it. He won the Golden Globe there for Best Foreign Film. I have a suspicion, and I haven't seen it yet, it could actually might sneak in the Oscars list, maybe, oh, for I'd actual say, feature. I'd, say, I'd yeah. say it could, yeah. I think it actually might just squeeze in there mm. as one of the ten, which, as you know, is rare for a foreign language film. And I yeah. love the point he made when he won the Golden Globes. Like, it was a brilliant point, yeah. yeah. Like, the biggest barrier in cinema is, is the six inches of, of, uh, of subtitles at the bottom, which people, for some reason, can't get past the mental block of seeing a, a foreign film, but... Now his CV, every film I've seen of him has done, even Okja, do you see the one that was, yeah, went to Canada a few years ago, the Netflix one? That was heartbreaking. He's just a very, very good director, and everything I've, I've kind of seen headlines in your Twitter feed, but I deliberately don't want to know anything about it. Uh, it's out in February, and I think it's just, I think it's going to knock me away when I see it, yeah. Brilliant, excellent, because I know it has had a release in the States already, mm. and as we were saying, it's, it's already getting a brilliant reaction, and clearly he... Obviously, uh, he's been picking up awards for it as well, and everybody who has seen it is raving about it as well. So, no, can't wait for that. Mm. When did you say February time? It's February, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's almost nearly. I think that was released in like October in America or something. Like that. So it's a long while to make the gap. But I've been patient. I don't know anything about it aside from I only watched the trailer there about last week because yeah. I know just based on a CV alone and what I've seen and what like it's all it's in award season now. So uh, that's usually a good sign. Good stuff. And uh, Korean films has probably been the most consistent film, consistent country for quality, I think, in like the last 10, 15 years. Like, yeah, unbelievable. Everything I've seen has been great. So we've got Parasite, Greyhound, and non-show girls. <laughs> yep. Okay, gotcha. 
Rory Cashin. Okay. Uh, so, yes, do get in touch and let us know what non-blockbusters you're looking forward to going to see or in 2020. Or? Non-blockbusters. Yep. There's that joke again. Uh, <laughs> now it's time for the big trailer on uh, the big review. And, Paul, you were mentioning... Uh, the Host there, which is a brilliant monster movie. We did have a brilliant monster movie back in 2018 with A Quiet Place. And this trailer was released last week. It's A Quiet Place Part 2. So we all have to just really just keep our voices down. Well, well the sound guy think it's broken. He'd still be <clears> murdered. <throat> probably with just saying like this. Even yeah. whispering like this. We're yeah. not supposed to say anything, really. Uh, so Emily Blunt uh, is back with the two excellent child actors, uh, Noah Dupe and Millicent Simmons. Uh, the two kids in the Abbott family, and basically following on from the first movie, uh, they have to venture out into the terrifying world, basically. Like, the world's terrifying at the best of times. Anyway, uh, this one just happens to be populated by big, giant, horrific monsters as well. Let's take a little look at A Quiet Place, part 11. Oh, I see what you did there. It's got the two. No, I got it, yeah. Yeah, because I said, I'm making a joke about the... Oh, it was a joke. What is going on? Twentieth of March, A Quiet Place Part Two, uh, directed by John Krasinski again. In is he in it? Is he in the trailer? So basically, the start of the trailer seems to Pretty go back amazing. in time. Yeah. Well, it, it starts with day one, mm. uh, and it's our first glimpse of the creatures, the monsters in it. And whenever they're driving up the street, the kid shouts, oh, "There's Dad!" I think it's like the Dad's Jeep and stuff as yeah. well. So I guess we'll find out because it's hard to know whether. They're going to uh, spend a lot of time kind of doing flashbacks and going into the past as well, or whether it's just going to be maybe just a little bit at the start as well. Uh, of course, the really massive talking point, especially here in Ireland, is the fact that Killian Murphy uh, has joined the cast, and he's obviously just incredible in everything he does anyway, but he looks the part here. Mm. Paul, you were saying, uh, he reminds you of that completely mm. haggard, dystopian... 28 Days Later vibe. 28 yeah. Days Later. I love the way they introduced him as well. He only saw his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so kind of like if you ever saw Sunshine, he had the scariest eyes ever. Like, he's good in this yeah. type of stuff. And it seems like they're going down the path of maybe the real monsters mm. are the other humans we met along the way. Yeah. But, but there are gigantic monsters in it But too. there are... Gen- because I know, actually, speaking of tweets, Roy, that you put out, you had a really good observation about in the opening of the trailer in the clip we were just looking at, that moment when the bus is right up against their car mm. and... But that's scary enough. She's, yeah, she's trying of to course, escape it, yeah. an out of control bus and then the hand. out comes a hand. Yeah, and she doesn't see hand. it because she's turned around and then so the audience are aware of it so it's really well done. So if the film uh, is hopefully packed with like beautiful creepy moments like that there, yeah. I think we're, we're in for a treat. And it's all done kind of children and men single take style mm. as well, so... yeah. You can see already the progression uh, Krasinski's made as a director. Definitely, uh, mm-hmm. and he's got. He's got. It looks like he's got a bit more money in it yeah, as well. There's yeah. some big, like, open shots of deserted bridges and stuff. So, 
I'm excited. Yeah, and one of the uh, the main things from the previous, uh, one of the scariest things from the previous um, movie was uh, the Emily Blunt scene in the bath and giving birth as well. And now, mm. well, as you can see from the trailer, she's got the baby. It's like, how do you keep a baby quiet whenever there are killer monsters around as well? So, uh, so I guess we'll find out. So that's coming out uh, 20th of March, so not too long to wait, which is happy wait. days. I love um, as well the story. Killian Murphy loved the first film so much. He emailed John Krasinski and then they stayed in touch and he said, Can I, do you want to be in it? Yeah. Is that's that how it happened? Genuinely, yeah. That's incredible, because yeah. I've been emailing John Krasinski for ages <laughs> and nothing has come Rory, off that. Rory and him are good mates. Yeah. Yeah. Told him, twice now. told him he has a house in Cork and everything John Krasinski does. He does, yeah. He genuinely does. Yeah. Yeah, family yeah. house in Cork. Rory goes there often. You, you weren't about it? Delighted for you both. That's brilliant. So, Quiet Place 2. <laughs> <laughs> or Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, part 2, so I presume we're getting more chapters, more parts as well, potentially. I mean, that's... Yeah. 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 I'd say if they put the Part 2, they're implying... Few more probably to go. It's yeah, like, we'll see with it. Like mm. in terms of like actually building a world around it as well and stuff, potentially. Yeah, you don't seem convinced. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's just something uh, <clears throat> like when someone puts like parts and also it's in Roman numerals. You're like, yeah. notions. Oh, you don't. Like, <laughs> so you don't like the title of it? No, basically? actually, I do. It's just like it's like it's a horror sequel. Like mm. okay. part eleven, as you said. Yeah. Like. Okay. But I'm also still very excited to see it. Okay, so that's our big trailer out this week. Uh, that was a wee sneak peek of it, but you can see the full trailer. It's up on Joe as well. Back oh, he's going to come back and just hit me in the nose. Um, right, so now it's time for the big interview uh, on the big review ski. And one of the brand new releases, that's I keep calling this a World War II movie, which is the stupidest thing in the world, because it's, it's literally only called two. 1917, yeah. uh, which was a year during the First World War. Um, but it is a brand new war movie. We were mentioning one take, uh, or long takes basically there in uh, A Quiet Place 2 trailer. Uh, this movie, shot by Sam Mendes and Roger Deakins, is basically one take from start, to, or one shot from start to finish. Yes. Okie dokie. Well, you tell us what the movie is about then. Well, okay. Uh, it's, it's two lads who uh, discover that uh, there is a... a a terrible attack about to happen on close to 2,000 soldiers uh, and they have to get there in time to make sure that the attack doesn't happen. And the, the entire film is told in, in a very limited space of time. For the most part, it is done in a single take in that, you know, it'll go past a tree. Yeah. And we know the camera cut there and it continued recording after that. Mm. But it, it does give the illusion that it was a single take for most of the film. There's one or two bits where uh, where it does kind of fade to black and then come back up. So, okay. uh, but for, for most of it, it is that kind of Birdman-esque single take look. Brilliant. So we've got uh, a little uh, look at 1917, uh, the movie, first of all, directed by Sam Mendes. And then, uh, oh, this is exciting. Um, we actually had uh, the chance to sit down with Mr. Mendes himself. Oscar uh, winning. Oscar winning. Mm -hmm. And then the writer... Christy Wilson-Cairns, who, uh, who has previously done Peaky... No, not Peaky, what's the um, Penny, Penny Dreadful. Dreadful. And she's doing... Last Night in Soho. Yeah, Edgar Wright's new horror, horror film next. I was, was going to pick that for our answer. For the other one. Mm -hmm. Doing another one. And, yeah. uh, and then the two <laughs> actors. Dean Charles Chapman, who was in Game of Thrones. Yep. And George McKay, who was not in Game of Thrones. 
<laughs> well, there you go. That's what he's got in his CV. Yep. Uh, so before we get to uh, our chat with them, uh, here's a little look at 1917, a movie that's not about World War II. It's actually about World War I, so there you go. In your own time, gentlemen. Must be something big if the channel's here. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother. I will. So as we were saying earlier on about Tom Hanks and World War II movies, like I'm a big fan of this genre anyway. Um, obviously, it's a mixed bag uh, in terms of what you're going to get, but by all accounts, this one uh, is supposed to be, especially with the style in which it's shot, like really immersive mm. and uh, and an excellent watch as well. Um, but uh, one of the other cast members is uh, Andrew Scott. Yep. Who's just a phenomenal actor, like Killian Murphy as well. But, and he worked uh, in, in, with Tom Hanks, same private Ryan. Andrew Scott was in it. Holy moly. That was his first film, I think, yeah. Yeah. One Tom Hanks is picking out Stephen Graham, Andrew Scott as well. But, uh, yes, so with 1917 and him starring in it, obviously the world has just fallen in love with Andrew Scott anyway. Yep. Um, so, inevitably, you obviously talk to them about Yeah, like you, you, you pointed out to me that Phoebe Waller-Bridge had, just prior to when we were chatting uh, about this film, uh, announced that... Andrew Scott is the greatest actor of our generation, which is a claim yes. to make. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially from, from her. her. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and then she kind of followed up again this week or last week where she said he can generate sexual chemistry with a pebble, which is, <laughs> I imagine, hard to do. But I've a, seen some sexy pebbles. I mean, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, so... Stay away from my beach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a beach? <laughs> so much you don't know. I guess. <laughs> Jeepers. Um... So yeah, like I, I pointed that out to uh, to Sam and Christy and Dean and George, what she had said, and asked if they agreed. Uh, and this is what they had to say. It was all very positive, as it turns out. Everyone loves him. It's we thought nice. everyone loved him. Everyone loves him. Here's the proof. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge recently said that she reckons Andrew Scott is the greatest actor of our generation. <laughs> and as a fellow Irishman... Is that what she said? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 we take a lot of pride whenever there's compliments dished our way. Uh, yeah. I was curious what your take on, on him is. Uh, oh, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And, and you know, he's so mercurial. Um, and, uh, and it's like watching, you know, a kind of um, one of those... It's like he's he's playing great jazz, you know what I mean? It's like he's improvising around a theme. So he's saying the lines as written, but not in any way the way you would necessarily expect it. And yet he somehow also observes the structure of the whole. I absolutely, absolutely agree. Well, I was on set every day. And actually, um, I know we don't have favourites, but when I was writing this scene, we're not supposed to have favourites, but when I was writing that scene, I think Sam always had in mind that he was going to cast Andrew Scott as Lieutenant Leslie. And and as soon as I knew that, when I was sitting down writing it, I was like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) okay, gloves are off. Um, 
one of my, it was one of my favourite scenes to write, and to see it performed, he was unbelievable. It was it was one of my favourite scenes. It was right after it was right after like the hot we shot it for a few days after the hot priest thing had aired as well. Oh so really? Like, everyone on set was like, <laughs> he, he is, is that's he him. Is, he's very good at everything. It's it's <laughs> infuriating. I love these performances. I, yeah. I think he's he just literally looks like he's been there for three years on edge. Yeah. He looks like he's so bored, and he's just like, look at these two idiots. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, Andrew Scott is brilliant. To work with him and, and that that character as well, Lieutenant Leslie, is one of my favourite characters in the whole film. Brilliant. Yeah, he's he's a master as well. He's yeah. in theatre, film. He's one of those really mercurial actors that I think what's most exciting about him is whenever he comes on the screen, you don't you don't know what to expect, and there's almost a level of danger mm. in whatever he does, and that that's exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, I worked with him first on stage, and I worked with him obviously on on, on film as well before this. And um, he just gets better and better. That's the other thing. I mean, you know, that you, when you get to a certain status, there's a temptation to do your thing, you know, to do your shtick and to kind of repeat it mm -hmm. in various... And he's always um, shifting, always changing. He's, he's really a remarkable actor. Uh, yes, yeah, so I love Andrew Scott, unsurprisingly. He's, They're only he human. He's to be loved. Yeah. Uh, I don't know a huge amount of World War I movies. Do you? Personally? Acquaintances, but we're not, we're not real good friends. All um, quiet on the Western Front. It is a, it is a, a like a, a war that seems mostly compared to World War Two anyway, mm. kind of untapped. Yes. Uh, and nineteen seventy, to be fair, doesn't really try too hard either to to uh, like get into the depths of the war. It's it's mostly a, a ticking clock thriller. Where it's like you got two guys here who need to get over there in this amount of time or bad things will happen and the whole time they're escaping death and running into other famous English actors along the way because it's like we and I, Irish actors sorry, that's what it was like during the war I, it must have been yeah. just every, just scattered <laughs> another across. famous actor <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> what are you doing here uh, yeah so on top of uh, Andrew Scott there was Benedict Cumberbatch there's uh, Mark Strong there's Colin Firth like there's Incredible a lot cast. of yeah really really um great actors uh, and the two leads are really really good in it uh, and Deacon's I mean yeah just to see the world through his eyes it's just <laughs> he's so talented and it is properly beautiful to watch and it's it's really good when there's someone who's brilliant and at the top of their game and in a, in a film like this where they're like I'm going to try something that I don't I haven't done before just because I can and he can and he does and it, and it looks great uh, and it's good to see Mendes the Spectre wasn't great. No, I think he yeah. was working on... And if you look back even at Skyfall, most of the reason why I love Skyfall is because of Roger Deakins, because it looks mm. beautiful, yeah. but the plot yeah. is just kind of... The last what? half hour of Skyfall, yeah. really, you'll end on a good note leaving the cinema. Yeah, 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 because yeah, it's like beautiful Home Alone mm. in Scotland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it does a lot to like, and all of it, pretty much all of it is uh, the technical stuff. And if you're even remotely uh, cinema savvy, you will you will you'll notice when it goes like past past that tree, past yeah, that big rock. Yeah. You'll be like, "But well, that's where the cut was," and it can be a little bit uh, tough to turn that bit of your brain off. Yeah, as you're watching it, uh, but it is. It's also it's very very tense, and it's uh, doesn't have like an ounce of fat in it at all. Uh, oh, and one of the younger friends is in it. The, oh, uh, Chris Wally. Wally. Chris Wally, yeah. Of course, he's in there yeah. too. Yeah. Um, 
So another famous person is hanging around the World War. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is. It is. It, I highly recommend it. Go to see it on a, on a big loud screen because it's a proper like cinematic movie. Um, yeah, first first proper great movie of 2020, 1917. because Cats came out last year. Just missed. Just by this much. By a whisker. That was the runner-up for the Golden Globe, I've heard Cats. Yeah, <laughs> every, every single Golden away. Globe. It yeah. didn't even win Best Cat Movie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's so nuts. It's so bonkers. Mm. Anyway, uh, moving from Cats to Rabbits. Jojo Rabbit uh, is also out in cinemas that already. That was, that that was, was good. It was decent. You get one a year, and that's it. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> <You> wasted it. <laughs> completely wasted it. Uh, so Jojo Rabbit is the brand new release from... Uh, we all love him, Takeaway TV, but Paul, he does have a special place in your pants. He does, e- even when he's dressed as Hitler himself. <laughs> yeah. He's so too damn charismatic. Yeah, so in this one, he plays uh, an imaginary version of Adolf Hitler, uh, who's the imaginary friend of a young uh, young guy in the basically the Nazi youth mm. uh, towards the end yeah. of the Second World War. Uh, and as we said, whenever the trailer for this was released, the two little boys who are best friends look like uh, young Simon Pegg and a young Nick Frost as well, <laughs> which would be amazing casting for any kind <laughs> of space prequel. Up, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... Uh, in this movie, uh, the young boy is a fanatic in uh, in Hitler's youth, and but then obviously comes across a particular problem when he discovers that his mother has been hiding a young Jewish girl upstairs mm. uh, in the attic. So here's a little look at Jojo Rabbit. I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. Abadan comes to. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. <laughs> Kids, it's time to burn some books! Yeah! You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Uh, Hitler, I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. <laughs> Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. Yeah, um, I was really looking forward to this. I think I picked it out as one of my films to watch in 2020. I really enjoyed it. I didn't love it as much as I, I love. I love. I love Boy. I love Humphrey Wilder people. I love What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, I love Thor. Yeah, it, it, I think with Humphrey Wilder people, especially and Boy, his first film. What I really like is that they're very, very funny, but they also have little moments in it that kind of are emotional, and they're the ones that stay with you. And having the little bit of emotion brings the comedy out, the flavour a lot more. And the ratio is kind of in those films about 80% laughs, 20% pathos. And that's why I think they work. Whereas this one, I think the balance is, he's striking for more 50-50. Obviously it's a satire, it's a heightened sense of reality. And like, he's a, he plays Hitler himself, kind of like a Looney Tunes character. But some of the jokes landed for me and some of them just fell a bit flat, I found. Uh, in terms of performances though, I thought it was great. I thought Scarlett Johansson, I can't remember being that good and something in a while now. Obviously, the Marvel films are different, but they don't require a certain degree. Marriage story. Marriage story. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Marriage story. She's great. Number one. Number one job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was excellent in it. Uh, Sam Rockwell clearly having a blast as well. Yeah. But you still can't shake the fact that he is a Nazi as well. So, like, you're always kind of remind that at the time. Mm. The, the, we mentioned the kids. Archie Yates as Yorkie, I thought, was, was great. Um, but no, it, it's a bit uneven and there are times when Okay, it's great that the message is that like oh love Trump's all and stuff like that, but it's, it's hammered home a bit too often for my taste and not 
as subtle as some of the other films he's done before. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad it was made. I think only he could have made a film this off the wall and nuts. But it just, I just didn't love it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I saw it. I'd recommend it. But in terms of his other work, I think it's not his best stuff I've seen anyway. Are you in Taika fighting? Are you on a Is break? everything all right? Are you on a break? Well, it's, he, he's dressed up in Hitler. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> well, it's a, when he shaves the moustache, then I'll fall back and love him. But <laughs> he's, he's good in it, actually, because it's, it's like dialed up to 100, the performance. It's a complete yeah. uh, caricature, mm. basically, which is funny. I actually, yeah, like you were saying, Sam Rockwell was my favourite character in it, mm. apart from the, the, the two kids as well, the two young boys. Uh, Scarlett Johansson puts in a brilliant performance as well. But I know what you mean about the balance not feeling quite right mm. in terms of uh, the tone of what it was kind of trying to hit as well, because it started off really uh, like a massive parody, mm. basically, and then kind of settled more into a more dramatic kind of yeah, film the, as well. the scenes when he meets, you mentioned in the description when he meets the young girl, yeah. Him, they were very, very down the middle drama. There yeah, wasn't exactly. anything funny about yeah. them. And then, like the bit when Merchant comes in later, he's kind of this uh, SS guard. You kind of laugh at him because you know him and stuff. But from it, Indiana that Jones. character <laughs> just didn't fit with her arc and stuff like that. There's, yeah. there's a lot of just stuff that doesn't sync up between the comedy and the drama yeah. stuff. But when it does, it's it's very good. But um, yeah, kind of. A, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't describe it. Miss an honourable attempt. I'd call it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised at how much uh, awards attention it's getting. Because initially I was like, Ooh, it's a bit quirky for, for any uh, award ceremony. Mm. And then having watched it, I was like, oh, it's just not, it's not great. Yeah. It's good, yeah. but it's not great. But the amount of, like, it got a, a fair few Golden yeah, Globe nominations. Yeah, six BAFTAs today, I think, as well. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's bizarre that whatever, whatever it's putting out, the three of us are not entirely picking it up. We like it, but we don't love it. Yeah. And especially... Uh, as you said, the excitement that would surround uh, a release from Taika Waititi as well. Is he directing the new Thor movie yeah, as well? Yeah, Love and Thunder, yeah. That's next Who was just announced for that? Christian Bale. Christian Bale linked to it. Or linked to it as well. Yeah, yeah but um, no, as we said, yeah, it's just because you expect such a high standard of, of movie. Mm. Uh, Although the, the kind of unsaid uh, bond between Alfie Allen and Sam Rockwell is yes, very funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that's, uh, yeah. that's a brilliant uh, recurring and there's, kind of there's a moment there's in it that, well. that will kind of, that strikes you from nowhere. It's like, oh my God, and then you're pulled to your heartstrings. But yeah, it just, it doesn't all fit together well. Yeah. But there are moments that kind of stand out between laugh, laughter and humour. But it just doesn't strike that balance, which is very hard to do. Yeah. And, but even when Take Away TV, when somebody like him makes uh, a movie that is, uh, you know, that we do like and it's, it's grand, it's still usually better than most other things mm. that people sure, are yeah. making yeah. anyway. Um, speaking of most other things, uh, The Gentleman is also oh, really out in movies. Oh, you really did only get one good segue. Ah, come on. That wasn't that. Was it not? Do you think I was terrible, eh? Speaking of most other things. Yeah, that's a, it's a pretty generic one, so it is. Just keeping it vague. Anyway, The Gentleman, <laughs> Guy Ritchie's brand new movie, uh, is also out in cinemas at the moment. Uh, before we hear Rory's review of it, <laughs> whatever segue he comes up with, uh, here's a little look at it. I want you to imagine a character. Your boss, Mickey Pearson. You're too smart to be blackmailing us, Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Mary Jane is my vice. Your poison, on the other hand, is and always has been the destroyer of worlds. You're out of touch, and I would like you to consider an offer. I am not for sale. So first things first. Yep. Big strike against the film. 
everyone's just really unattractive. <laughs> I can see that just having a look people. at the look at the trailer there. So we've got Hugh Grant. Well, that's not a great start. So for, for my <laughs> joke, anyway. So it's like McConaughey, Henry Golding, yeah, uh, Charlie Hunnam, <sighs> Michelle. Is it Doherty? Doherty. She was in. Del- she's she's Dockery. Doherty. No, she's Dockery. D o c k e r y. Dockery. 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 I think we touched she, on from, our subject there. Uh, Derek Nobby. Yeah, that's, that's her. Right. Yeah. Um, Cottle Fardell Cottle Fardell Cottle Fardell's in there um, Hugh yeah, Grant and Hugh okay yeah and Hugh Grant so yeah it is it's a Guy Ritchie written directed it's it really feels like he was he was spring cleaning and <laughs> and was like oh oh we wrote this in 1994 okay and uh, the, um, do we need to update this maybe for for a slightly more well got nah no we just leave in the Casual race. Oh, the other guy who's in the succession. Oh, Jeremy Strong. Yes, he's in there too. Uh, no, we'll just leave in the casual racism. Um, so there's, there is a problem. Okay. But it's also very entertaining. Right, so, right. Yeah, it's it's a crime thriller, like double crosses. There's no point in me going through the plot. It's basically Hugh Grant and Charlie. Well, I was going to say, Charlie what's Hunnam. it about? I, I just said there's no point. What's it, what's it about, Rory? Gentlemen. <laughs> McConaughey owns a drug empire. Just a plot. And he's just a quick summary of the plot. Sell it. Hit it. Uh, and in the midst of him trying to sell his drug empire, he finds that both friends and enemies uh, are potentially going to double cross and to make a lot of money. And Hugh Grant is a journalist slash private detective who uh, has discovered the entire plot and is recounting it to Charlie Hunnam, mm. who is McConaughey's second in command, but right. he's actually recounting it. Was. To us, okay, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, it's it is it's very very funny. It rattles along. Uh, it's never boring. Hugh Grant between this and Paddington, Paddington two, Paddington two, yeah. Oh my god! Like he should only <laughs> be supporting characters with the opportunity to do crazy accents all the time because <laughs> he has this weird middle middle England accent in this that is it is perfect. Like I've heard, I know who that person is. I've yeah. heard him talking. Uh, Colin Farrell's another highlight in there, uh, playing a uh, like a boxing instructor who has a load of talented boxers who work underneath him, and he ends up getting dragged into the into the gang thing as well. Uh, he clearly is slightly inspired by uh, McGregor, which again, oh, interesting. Uh, just. Okay. Sli- Slightly it, problematic. Again, every yeah, there's, it's that's all. That's all I can say. It's like it's really entertaining. Problematic. Okay, I was expecting uh, this to be a big pile of poo, basically. Yeah. Just because, like, well, what's Guy Ritchie? Like, King Arthur was, was last, uh, Aladdin, yes. yeah. and Aladdin as yeah. well, of course. Um, so and Sher- was it Sherlock Holmes for that as well? The sequel, yeah. 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 So he kind of he's hit and miss every so often. So okay, but it's good to hear it's entertaining, but not so good to hear that it's problematic as well yeah like yeah like there's there's very <laughs> when Hugh Grant is talking about Henry Golding's character he puts right, on okay. a just shocking like Mickey Rooney-esque okay. accent you're like whoa <laughs> what uh, yeah but Hugh Grant does seem to be apart from that uh between his, the roles that he's choosing, uh, like Paddington too, and like this as well, just he's just enjoying himself at the minute, like just having a lot of crack with, like, yeah, I'm gonna just play some fun parts. Yeah, because he had fun in Man from Uncle as well. Yeah, which was yeah. also great, Richie, which uh, I actually kind of liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the gentleman uh, out in Omniplex Cinemas right now, 
this very minute. Uh, so a decent selection of movies there. And as well, as we said, the best of the rest. I absolutely loved Little Woman. Did you like it? On a film? Um, <laughs> yes. I yes. Did. did you get a chance? I haven't seen it. I'll go see it in my Omniplex cinema. This Highly recommend it because you got Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan reunited after. And Florence uh, Pugh who just can do no wrong yeah, at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was a really strong finish uh, to the year for them as well. Knives Out is still out as well which is a yeah. whole lot of fun. Um, There's an indie from J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh, yes. Doing all right, yeah. Yeah, it's doing decent. Yeah, it's doing it's decent. okay. But, um, yes, so plenty to go and choose from there. Uh, right, 1917. Looking forward to that one. Um, now it's time for the competition on the Big Review Ski. And as ever, we're back in 2020 with a clean slate of high clues. Uh, we didn't give one out at the end of last year. We decided to give everybody's... Uh, brain a little break so you're welcome the three week cliffhanger is just cruel it's massively cruel and I couldn't be bothered to come up with another one at the time I just wanted a wee break that's it I just wanted to rest but I have come back what was that one it's a mountain hanger bigger than a cliff it'll have to be Listen, someone had to get the first X of the year, so... Yes, I'm so happy it wasn't. <laughs> I'm not getting a gentleman segue, he didn't get it. That wasn't a joke, though. I'm not sure what that was. That was just bad hosting. Anyway, as we said, it's New Year, New High Clue. So we have tickets to give away to see Just Mercy, uh, starring... Michael B. Jordan. Uh, who else is in there? Jamie Foxx and Brie Larson. Of course, so a phenomenal cast. Who's won Oscars there? Both uh, Jamie Foxx and... Brie Larson. Brie Larson, so Michael B. Jordan, come on. You know, pull the finger out here, up the game. He Being might lazy. He might be nominated for this one. You never know. Uh, so he plays a young defence attorney. Uh, it's based on a true story. Mm. Uh, his name is Brian Stevenson, and he is tasked with uh, defending Jamie Foxx's character, uh, who's basically been convicted of murder. Um, and that's the story. But uh, we have a very special preview screening coming up next week, and we've got tickets that we want to give away to you. Yep. You right there, and pointing at you. The and cameraman. if you're listening, yep, the cameraman. Ian, you're up. Uh, but we do have this week's high clue. Uh, so, brains at the ready. The first one of 2020. Gosh, let's see. And I'll, I'll give you a wee. I'll give you a wee hint. I'll give you a wee gift. It's a film. Um, it's a movie. Yeah, it certainly cute. is. Uh, so this week's one is Heavenly Cottage. Two special relationships. Watson's widower. Mm. There's three lines again. Heavenly Cottage, two special relationships, Watson's widower. And the final line is Watson's, it's Watson uh, apostrophe S, widower. Uh, Rory, you rolled your eyes and almost threw your cards across. What are you you so annoyed at? Why did you come into 2020 full of anger? Why did you come in with the simplest high clue? I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to make it like a nice kind of easier year. We're trying to get there... Bra- their brains go. We want them to come back and be like, "I want tickets to the to premiere." This is and they'll get them. This is too easy. They in definitely your will get them. Too easy in your opinion. Gosh, uh, I'm going to give them a gift as well. I'm going to give everybody a gift. Is it the title? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I better not give the title out. Um, it is uh, seeing as it is the start of a new year. It's slightly New Year's themed as well. Oh. For everybody, says, I'm winking. I'm winking at you. So, uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Heavenly Cottage, two special relationships, Watson's widower. Uh, that's this week's high clue. So uh, do send us the answer. You can, as we said, tweet us at Big Review Ski or you can get in touch on Instagram and Facebook as well. 
And uh, yeah, we'll let you know who has won the tickets. So that's that. Coming up on next week's show, uh, bad boys, dun, bad dun, boys. Dun. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys for life is out. Oh, cool. Yeah, Oscar, uh, future Oscar winner. Future bad Oscar boys winner, for life. Uh, starring Will Smith and somebody who looks like Martin Lawrence as well. Uh, so they're going to be in yeah. in that movie. Excited, <laughs> excited to hear what that one's going to be like. Yeah. It's going to get real. Can I admit something? SH1T is going to yeah. be real. I've never seen uh, Bad Boys 2. Oh, uh, that's okay. But I'm going to watch it between now and this one coming out, obviously. It's, uh, speaking of entertaining and problematic. <laughs> and extremely problematic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, some, there's some real, uh, oh, you can't say that today. <laughs> right. Issues okay. in that one. <laughs> uh, Okie dokie. Well, uh, I, will, I will give it a, a wee watch and see what the crack is. Um, have you enjoyed your, your first show back? Uh, everything except the segues, yeah. Okay. Have been pretty good. Paul? Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, good. Great. There we yeah. are with that word. We're all we're just good. 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 We're off to. Did you get that dictionary for Christmas too? The yeah. good dictionary. The good dictionary. Yeah. We're off to a good start. Uh, we will have lovely Justine Stafford. Will be around here somewhere next week as well. Uh, so looking forward to that. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Justine. If you're I don't know which which this. celebrity she's uh, run away with. Heartbreaking this week. at the moment. Yeah. Um, Paul, I hope it works out for you in Taika Waititi as well. We'll be okay. We've had, we have decades of a solid relationship. Yeah. One bump in the road is not going to change that. Roy, I know that your love with John Krasinski is unbreakable um, and unshakable. So I well, hope you're very happy together. Me, me, John and Emily, very happy in our couple. <laughs> the three of them. The little house oh, in Cork. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. making any noise. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the show. It's wonderful to see you and talk to you again. And we will see you all next week. Bye. See ya. You're listening to the Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass.